0: Well, how are we doing tonight Exchange? We're glad to be in the room. I'm so happy that you are here with us. Uh, Help me welcome everyone joining for the first time. Come on, let's put our hands together for them. Welcome home, welcome to the family. Uh, We're gonna get ready to jump into our message. I'm excited to preach tonight. Uh, We've been in a collection that we kicked off last week called It's Complicated, and it's our relationship series. Every year we take some time to speak through relationships, and I'm excited for today because I'm preaching with my wife, y'all. Come on, somebody. Hey, if you don't know my wife, um, one of the things I will say, my wife keeps it real, okay? And as we talk about relationships and dating today, I thought there's no one better uh, that I would wanna stand alongside and share this message with. So help me welcome to the stage my wife, Michelle. Come on, put your hands together. We're almost in Albert. house, we're almost in house, oh, there exchange! we go, come on, let's go! Hey, we're, we're fired up to be able to preach and share this message today, and as we get ready to jump in, um, I'm just going to tell you off the front, this is a fun topic, I think, for Michelle and I, uh, because Michelle and I, we've had a, a fun journey, I would say, dating. You've we're, had
1: an
0: interesting journey, dating.
1: So have I, so have I, okay. so have I. Like
0: no. I said, she so keeps I. it real, okay? Um, so we're starting there. Uh, but we've had a, a fun journey dating and um, I'm, I'm really passionate about this season of life And as we speak about dating today, I just want you to know wherever you find yourself Maybe you're single. I, I really believe today. God has a word for you yeah. uh, Although we're speaking about dating. There's so many of you in the room. Maybe. Yes You are in a season where you're dating. I believe God wants to speak to you Maybe you're in the room today. You're single, but you aspire to be in a season where you're dating somebody Maybe you're in the room and you're dating but you need to come out of that relationship. I believe God has a word for you today. And I just wanna challenge you as we speak to this topic today, to really open up your heart and allow God to search your heart. I'm reminded of this verse in Psalm 139. It says, Lord, search my heart and call out anything within me that doesn't belong there. And as we share today, that's really what I wanna challenge you to do. We're gonna open up in a passage of scripture that I love so much, Ephesians chapter five. And uh, Michelle's going to read it for us. Yeah,
1: we should have it behind the screen. Talia, love you. Let's go. Um, Also, if you guys don't know, here at the Exchange, we love taking notes. So if you have your notes, now's the time to pull it out. If you have your Bibles, meet me at Ephesians chapter 5. We're going to start at verse 21. It starts off, it says, And further submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. For wives, this means submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For a husband is the head of his wife, as Christ is the head of the church. He is the savior of his body, the church. As the church submits to Christ, so you wives should submit to your husbands in everything. For husbands, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her to make her holy and clean, washed by the cleansing of God's word. We're going to skip down to verse 31 for those of you guys who are following. As the scriptures say, a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. This is a great mystery, but it is an illustration of the way Christ and the church are one.
0: I know as we read this passage, uh, this is a passage that oftentimes is spoken about in church, and it's a reference to marriage. But today, we want to kind of use this as the foundation of our message, because here's what I believe to be true. When we go about this season of life called dating— it's important we understand that marriage is the desired destination when it comes to dating. Yeah. We're using this as the foundation because when we date, the desired destination is marriage. And I believe as Paul speaks about this in Ephesians chapter 5, he calls out a couple of important things that I want to unpack. Number one, he says this, he points us to the bigness of marriage. He, he tells us marriage is intended to reflect God. And he used this illustration in this passage, he tells us a husband is to be respected by a wife, just as Christ is respected as the head of the church. He also tells men that we ought to love our wives just as Christ loved the church and laid down his life for the church. Right. Not only does Paul speak about the, the bigness of marriage, he also says this, he says, there's a mystery to marriage. There's a mystery to marriage. And I think when we look around in today's day and age, there's no denying that there's a little bit of mystery to this thing called marriage. And I believe as followers of Jesus, if we follow after Jesus, I believe as we think about marriage as a mystery, it shouldn't lead us to question God, but cling to God. It shouldn't lead us to question, why do we see broken marriages around us? It should lead us to cling to him and realize, without God, we can't do this thing called relationships. And I just wanna lean into this talk today, and I wanna help you understand, when we talk about dating today, dating, First and foremost, it's, it's supposed to be purposeful, right. it's supposed to be intentional, and it's always supposed to point us towards marriage. But as I mentioned, there's no denying in today's day and age that there's something wrong mm-hmm. with marriages, but not only that, in the way that we date. I just want you to think about this. Think about this. Today, people are getting married less. Mm-hmm. I think about in this generation, in this generation today, people, young adults, we're getting married later on in life. And most importantly, the most sad part about it is, today in this day and age, marriages aren't lasting. And I believe when we think about this idea of of marriage, we don't have a marriage problem, we have a dating problem. And I just wanna help you understand this today. That's why we're gonna speak from this idea, dating with a purpose. Dating with a purpose. And I wanna share a little bit of our story. Uh, Michelle and I, we've been married for for five years, right? We're going on five years in marriage. Five years. Um, we've, yeah, thank you. It's awesome. Thank you. Five years, and uh, it was eight years ago when we met in church. Michelle was a worship leader at a church uh, that I would attend when I was in college. And I remember seeing Michelle for the first time. I was like, ooh, that girl's fine and divine. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> She was like distracting your boy from his worship. I'm like Jesus, Michelle. J, Je-, you know what I mean?
1: Which is what you shouldn't do.
0: Some of y'all do it though. Anyways,
1: <clears throat> all right. Well, there we go. We've arrived.
0: But uh, I will say this: um, Michelle and I, we we became friends early on in our time at that church, and uh, we had a lot of mutual church, uh, church friends and acquaintances. And I found myself at the church quite often, hanging out at the church.
1: You want to tell them why you were at the church quite often? Um, it wasn't because of me. It was because he was dating my intern.
0: Anyways. Um, so
1: plot twist. Plot twist.
0: God bless me. It's
1: okay. We're here today, right?
0: Yeah,
1: Drink some water. Pretend okay. like you're, you're thirsty.
0: Okay, and then <laughs> um, moving on. I, I thought Michelle was talking to one of my good friends. He was actually the young adult pastor of that church at that point in time, and it made things pretty, pretty awkward because I was kind of interested, but I was like, ah, want to honor your leadership pastor brother but this girl is fine and divine and she's about to be mine anyways um and and I remember having that conversation with him it was pretty awkward anyways here we are fast forward eight years later praising Jesus a family of three our beautiful daughter Harlan Ryder eight months old
1: I love that little girl so much and she's with us here today so if you hear some giggling and all that stuff just know
0: yeah sorry about that family
1: that goes to church is strong
0: there we go yeah And when I look back at the season of dating that Michelle and I found ourselves in, I think it was actually a special season for us. I think that we really understood the value of dating. And I would say this, we didn't do everything perfect. But what I realized is we both had it committed in our mind and our heart that dating was a tool for us to take steps towards marriage. And I want you to get this in your heart today. Dating is a tool to find the person that you will spend the rest of your life with. And I think so many of us, we we miss the meaning and the value of this season of dating. And I want you to get that in your heart because I wholeheartedly believe today, when we understand this is a sacred moment in life, this is a special moment for us, to find the person that is compatible to us, that we could spend the rest of our life with, I believe we will be able to receive the harvest and blessing that God has for us. We'll receive it. But today, I, I think that the biggest obstacle is many of us, we kind of struggle with this idea that God really wants in on our relationships. So what do we do? We allow culture to define the way that we date. We allow culture to define the way that we date, and so many of us, we move away from this idea that dating leads to a long-term commitment that sets the foundation for that long, long-term commitment. Right. And what we do is we compromise the integrity of our foundation. I just want you to get this in your heart. The foundation of your marriage is established long before the altar. The foundation of your marriage is established in the way that we date.
1: Can I touch on that real quick? Go for it. So, like you said, I don't think it's this... Oh, yeah, it is. Perfect. The foundation of your marriage begins before the altar. So when is that? That's now, right? And I wanted to say this really quickly before I move forward. Um, you didn't know this, but here we go. Um, so that term, the waiting season, have you guys heard the term the waiting season? Yeah. I don't like that term. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why I don't like that term. Because when I think of waiting, I think of me being in a doctor's office sitting on my butt waiting for something to happen and waiting for someone to call my name. That's what I'm waiting for. But we have a God that is available to us 24-7 that is wanting to do a work in and through you now. So what are we waiting for? God and his plan for you remains constant. He remains constant. The only variable there is today is you and I. That is the only variable. Um, And Mark will touch on this in a little bit, but he'll say marriage is not your purpose, God is. And until we get those priorities right, any relationship that we will try to cultivate on our own will not succeed the way that God, who designed relationships and marriage, it will not succeed the way that he designed it to. So what do you do now? You learn how to have a daily dependence on God. That's good. That counseling that you know you need, do that now. Because marriage is not your purpose, God, is and always should be your purpose.
0: That's good, really good. Continue. You're at it.
1: (laughs) All right. Um, So, what are Mark and I going to do tonight? We are going to give you practical handles and framework. Um, to not only help you guys succeed in your relationships and to honor God in your dating season, but also for you to, for you guys to remain whole in and out of dating. That's good. Um, so that's our goal uh, tonight.
0: Yeah, and I think that as we talk about being practical, like, I'm, I'm a preacher. I like to stand up. I like to, like, kind of just preach it how I feel it. But today, I really want to teach through this, and I want to give you, like Michelle said, some practical handles and how to really honor God in this season of your life called dating. And I, I think the, the starting place um, for this talk, when it comes to this idea of dating, is we have to know what we're looking for. Yeah, we have to know what we are looking for. Uh, it's funny. Uh, a little thing about me is in our house, I'm actually the one that goes to the grocery store. But every time I go to the grocery store, Michelle sends me like a little list, like this is what you need. And how many of you know when I walk through the door, I'm like, babe, I'm done. She's like, you bought nothing that we needed. Right? I
1: send pictures too.
0: And and. Most recently, she started sending me pictures. So now,
1: when you your boy no goes excuse. to the grocery
0: store, he knows what he's looking for. Yeah. I just like that analogy and I kinda just wanna use that because I think that when it comes to this idea of dating, some of you today, you need to stop being led by your feelings and you need to hold up your <laughs> desires from the word of God up to the person that you're looking at. Right. You gotta have a list. And I just want to be practical here. Last year, we we taught a message together, and I spoke from this idea of flipping the script on relationships. And I helped you understand practically, what should we be looking for in a woman of God? What should we be looking for in a man of God? And I think two perfect passages to help you create some framework in what you should be looking for. First, for men, if you're looking for a guy, it's 1 Timothy chapter 3. It explains the qualities of a man of God. I think for women, if you want to know what you should be looking for, or men, if you want to know what you should be looking for in a woman, look at Proverbs 31. And I think vice versa, this is the perfect framework for you, man, to understand who you are called to be as a man of God, and you, woman of God, to understand who you're called to be as a woman of God. And after we understand what we're looking for in someone, I believe it's important that we take this step to getting to know each other. Okay? I don't want to move past this. I know you're like, wow, this isn't like revolutionary. Like, Hit me with something else. <laughs> Sorry. I, I just want to be honest. I think so many of our relationships fail before they even start because we forget what it means to get to know each other. Yeah. I want to help you understand what it means to, to get to know each other. This looks like, man, those... Those moments where we're going, I think, I think I'm into that girl. Man, she's beautiful. She catches my eye. I see how she serves God. I see how she walks out her faith and lives out her faith. Therefore, men, this is what we do. We ask that girl on a date.
1: Wow. We got some claps. Hey. Wow. We got some people agreeing.
0: We, we ask them on a date. Men, this is what this looks like.
1: Oh, y'all don't want Lindsay up here now. Just telling you.
0: I think you're beautiful. I think you're amazing. Would you like to go on a date with me?
1: Maybe not in that tone, but yes. Yeah.
0: She'd be like, yes, I'm there, where, you know?
1: You wanna tell them how I approached you though?
0: No, we're not gonna okay. talk about that. Anyways, <clears throat> so, so, so I, I just wanna help you with this because I, I think this is where sometimes we, we kind of fall short. I'm challenging you men to understand what it looks like to walk up to a woman and say, will you go on a date with me? And after you ask that question, if she responds by saying yes, what, the next step that you need to take is have a plan. Yeah. Honor that woman by having a plan. Respect that woman by saying, would you be willing to meet me here at this place, at this time? And I think so many of us today, we've kind of lost the art of honoring and respecting women from the get-go. And I'm not trying to attack men right now. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to pull you up. And I would say, automatically, some of you women today, you're asking the question, especially after my wife just said that, like, is it okay for me to, like, ask a guy on a date? I mean, (laughs) God bless that guy. He's single, just saying, you know. (laughs) But I I would just say this, like, uh, Scripture doesn't speak explicitly to this area of dating, it doesn't speak explicitly to this idea of how we should go about asking someone on a date, but I would just tell you this, what I do know to be true, Proverbs 18, 22 says, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and finds favor from the Lord. I just want you to get this in your heart, men. This means, what do we do? We need to work up the courage to ask and present that question. And when we ask that question and they respond with a no, we honor their no, and we walk away. And I would just challenge you, woman, if it's a no, please just give them clarity as to why.
1: Right, that's a good
0: one, yeah. Please give them clarity as to why. But we're gonna honor their yes or we're gonna honor their no. And if it's a yes, we're gonna give them the plan. And after we give them the plan, we're gonna be intentional in getting to know them. Let Let me just clarify this. Because sometimes we think getting to know each other is like, I'm making out and stuff. It's like, that's not how we do this, okay? (laughs) It's not a, hey, come over to my crib. I cook fire fettuccine Alfredo, okay? It's not come over to my crib and I'll give you the best taste of some steak, okay? Like, that's not how we're going about this. We're going to honor this woman and we're going to invite them to a public place, not a movie. How many of you know you can't really talk during a movie? not going to Netflix and chill it, but we're going to invite them to a place where we can communicate face-to-face. And speaking about face-to-face, men, when it comes to asking a woman on a date, don't hide behind a phone. Ask them face-to-face. Ask them face-to-face.
1: And uh, I think something I've learned in the past couple of years is that people talk about first what they value most. People talk about first what they value most. So that's why those first couple of dates that you guys go on is so important. Because if you're mindful of what they're saying, are you listening intently to how they talk about their relationships? How do they talk about other people to you? Um, Their rhythms, their habits. Is what they're saying, is it aligned with God's word? And I want to pose this question. Do you know God's word? Because you don't know what you don't know, right? So that's step number one is getting into God's word Um, And also be sure in these dates to come with intentional questions. Hear my heart on this, we have to stop expecting other people to be intentional with us when we are not being intentional with them. So in this time when you're on these dates, ask them intentional questions. Yeah, small talk for the first couple minutes, break the ice. (laughs) We like each other, we're trying to figure this out, it's a little awkward, I get it. Um, But you want to get to know them and to do so you need to ask intentional questions. And throughout these questions, their values are going to come to the surface because our values come from where? The Word of God. And theirs should too. So what does that mean? In turn, our values should align. And if they don't, if they do not align, how many of you know and how many of us know that we cannot build a life on unequal values? We can try, theoretically speaking. But it's not going to succeed the way that God intended our relationships to succeed. And here's something too, let's not assume because we go to church or that person goes to church that they are consistently pursuing Jesus. And (laughs) because if we assume that we're doing each other a very big disservice, so don't assume. So what are some questions you can ask? Hey, I would love to hear about your story. Look at them in the eye and say, hey, I would love to hear about your story. How did you come to know Jesus? Tell me how Jesus has changed your life radically. How has he done that? Another question you can ask is, how do you live out your faith on a daily basis? How do you do that?
0: That's good. Some I think questions, yeah. those questions are so important. And I would say, as you ask those questions, really lean into the answers. Yeah. Really lean into the answers. Because so often what we do is we, we make this mistake of, overlooking the answers to the critical things and we just focus on on what we're seeing in the moment and we're just kind of blinded we're just kind of focused on on the feelings and the emotions that we get in that moment but I really want you to lean into the questions that Michelle just posed to you because I would just say this if they don't know Jesus and if Jesus doesn't have their heart don't give them yours If he doesn't have their heart, don't, don't give them yours. And I, I come across way too many young adults in this day and age that feel like it's our responsibility when it comes to getting to know someone or dating someone to help them get there, hmm. to help them get to this place where they come to know Jesus as the Son of God and the Lord of their life. I just feel like so many of us, we get lost in this idea like, man, I can just flirt to convert and just kind of, you know, help them see Jesus.
1: Missionary dating,
0: yeah. And I just feel passionate about this because I believe that's a lie of the enemy. Right. You aren't the Savior, he is. Yeah. And I believe if you have faith big enough to believe that you could help that person find Jesus, I believe you should transition and switch your faith over to believing that if you're waiting on God, if you're trusting God, you will find someone that already loves Jesus. Yeah. I just believe this with my whole heart. Too many of us make that mistake today. And I think to Michelle's point, that's why it's important we ask these questions. But not only is it important that we ask these questions, it's important that we have the word of God in our heart. The Bible says in Psalm 119, I've hidden your word in my heart. Do you have God's word in your heart? And I'm speaking about this because I believe so many of us today, when someone is responding to those questions, when we're getting to know them, we don't really know what to be looking for. We don't know how to hold that up against what the Word of God has to say. And I think about this verse in Proverbs chapter 31, verse 30. It says, charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting. Yeah, yeah. And what so many of us get caught off on is what we see, not what we hear. Yeah. Good. And because of that, we're being misled. Yeah. And I think that when it comes to this idea of being misled, it is so imperative. Hear me on this, friends. If you get anything from this message, I I really, we're talking about dating. Uh, I want you to draw closer to the idea that, man, maybe God is calling you to date. Maybe God's calling you to break up. But if you don't, or if you take anything from this talk today, I want to move you closer to a relationship with Jesus. And here at The Exchange, I really want the foundation of our lives to be God's word. We won't win if we don't have God's word in our heart. We can't succeed if we don't have the word of God in our heart. So if you want to understand what you should be looking for in someone, you have to have the word of God in your heart. Next step, what would it be, babe?
1: So step number two brings us to step number two is lean in and assess their fruit. That's good. Lean in and assess their fruit. So on those first couple of dates, when you were intentionally listening, right? We were intentionally listening. On those first couple of dates, what they said is, does that match up with how they're living now? Does it match up, is what they're saying match up with how they're living now? Um look at their fruit in matthew 7 it says we know someone by what by their fruit that's good john 15 tells us if they love me they will obey my commands so we get a lot of questions mark michelle how do i know if they love god do they obey god's commands it's complicated right but it doesn't have to be that's the whole reason why we're here um (laughs) you like that one Lindsay, huh? Um, and I don't want us to miss this, too, because I feel like a lot of us think, when we hear the word dating, we think, oh, because they're my boyfriend and girlfriend. And we're a family here, and we could be honest with each other. If you are investing your time, your efforts, and your energy into someone and pursuing them romantically, let's be honest, you are dating them. Newsflash to them. You guys are dating. <laughs> okay? Um, and one thing that, so this applies to you, one thing we need to be so mindful So, so, so mindful and careful with is dating in the dark. I don't want to say you shouldn't date in the dark. You cannot date in the dark. It's good, yeah. You can't. And if you are, I would pose this question to you why? Why are you dating in the dark? Maybe, just maybe, are you dating in the dark because you are fearful of when that relationship comes to light that the people around you that care for you and love you are going to tell you what you already know. Which is what? That you shouldn't move forward with that relationship. You shouldn't move forward with that relationship. And that leads me to my next point. And Mark said this the other day, and I love how he said this. Do the people you love, love who you are dating? Do the people you love, love who you are dating? And the reason I pose that question to you is... When they're talking to you about your relationship, if they're saying, hey, I think there's some red flags, you shouldn't move forward with this, are you listening? Are you listening to them? Or are you ignoring it? Because if you are ignoring it, this is coming from a place of love, if you're ignoring it, maybe, maybe you're choosing what you want over what you know is right and what God wants for your life.
0: I think the other thing I wanna add to that when it comes to leaning in and really assessing their fruit, um, I think one of the things that we really need to be aware of is how do we solve and resolve conflict in this relationship? Like as conflict arises as you're dating someone, I believe conflict is gonna show up, it should show up, but is it healthy conflict? Right. How are you going about resolving and talking through those different things and i would also tell you this one of the telltale signs of someone's heart character and maturity is how they handle conflict
1: yeah
0: it's how they handle conflict i think about james chapter 1 verse 19 james says this understand this you must all be quick to listen slow to speak and slow to get angry i think when it comes to this idea of red flags and and boundaries and all of these different things as we're leaning into that relationship we should really understand that if that person is quick to get angry, if that person is quick to lash out, that's a reason why we should get out of that relationship. Right. I think so often, so many women, so many even men today, we tolerate verbal abuse and we don't even realize it. We tolerate verbal abuse and we don't even realize it. And I just wanna be transparent. I wanna speak and share my heart. Michelle and I, we, we met when we were 19 years old. We, got, we started dating when we were 19. We got engaged at the age of 20, got married at 21 and 22. We were young. But not only that, on top of all of that, we were, as we were dating, as we were getting to know each other, as we were leaning in and assessing one another's fruit, our parents were going through divorce.
1: Both of our parents.
0: Both of our parents on both sides of our family, they were, they were walking through divorce. And I remember at times, Michelle and I, we would experience experience conflict in our relationship and as we would experience conflict what we were doing we were projecting all of our emotions and all of our frustrations and all of our hurt and all of our baggage on one another and it was so unhealthy and if I look back today I go we should have really taken some steps back invited some people in found some healing and then maybe revisited the idea of moving forward And I believe so many of us today, we're just tolerating verbal abuse and unhealthy communication, and we don't even realize it. And I think that what I really want to speak to in this moment, if I could just share my heart, if that person's lashing out, if that person's demeaning or demanding something from you, and you obviously, you can see that there's something deeply rooted in their heart, Please, woman of God, please, man of God, don't take it upon yourself to be their personal aid or psychologist. Right, yeah. That's not your place. Don't, don't carry that burden, don't carry that weight. That is not your place. And ladies, I wanna to speak to you really quick. Because I feel this in my heart today. I feel like so many of you need to understand if a man ever gets to a point in that relationship and he starts throwing around this term called submission while you're dating, That's a red flag. I want you to hear me on this. I know that the text that we read today in Ephesians chapter 5, I know it speaks about submission, but hear me on this. Submission is intended for the confines and the covenant of marriage, not dating.
1: Right. Right.
0: I think sometimes, men, we kind of get caught up on this idea of respect and honor. But notice the Apostle Paul, as he's writing this text in Ephesians 5, he uses the terms husband and wife when it comes to respect. Not boyfriend, not girlfriend. I I want us to get this in our heart today, men. It's important we understand we ought to honor that woman for all that she is. And until we meet each other face-to-face at the altar, that word submission does not show up. In that dating relationship. What I also think about when I think about this message and this idea of dating, if we're going to talk about dating and leaning in and assessing one another's fruit, one of the, thing I think, one of the things I think we need to look at is self-control. Yeah. On both parties, I, I, when I say self-control, what I really want to speak to is boundaries for a moment. I think it is so important for us as we're leaning in, as we're growing together, that we implement boundaries. And when I speak about boundaries, here's what I want you to know. As emotional intimacy increases, the desire for physical intimacy increases. So what does that mean? We need to be sure that we're implementing strong and firm boundaries in that relationship. First Corinthians chapter six, verse 18, they're gonna put it up on the screen. The, the apostle Paul, he says, run from sexual sin. No other sin so clearly affects the body as this one does. For sexual immorality is a sin against your own body. And I, I know I share this often, but I, I really do feel that Michelle and I, we kind of reap in the harvest of, of saying when we were dating, man, we're gonna stand our ground and we're gonna fight for purity. We're gonna honor God with this area of our life. But I just feel so passionate about this because I see so many young adults that walk into the room on a Tuesday night and you're on fire for God, but what you don't realize is how sexual sin is corrupting your heart. Yeah. It's corrupting your heart. Yeah. And when the apostle Paul, he, he speaks about sexual sin, he uses this numerous times throughout the New Testament. And he says flee, he says run. Does it say entertain it? So what does that mean for us today? When it comes to this idea of boundaries, if sexual sin continues to show up in that relationship, that's a sign that there's no self-control. And we should run. And we should flee. And I also want you to understand this today when it comes to boundaries, when it comes to this idea of dating. Sex, it's powerful. Sex is amazing in the confines marriage, and the wedded bed. And I'm not sharing this to to condemn, I'm not sharing this to boast, because trust me when I tell you, as I talk about Michelle and I honoring God with this area of our life called our purity, prior to Michelle, I I messed this area up of my life from a very, very early age. And what, what I had to experience was pain and heartache and heartbreak, because what so many of us don't understand is what we're doing is we're creating soul ties. And later on in the, the series, we're gonna talk about this a little more, but I want you to know, I want you to experience freedom, and I want you to experience joy in the context of the wedded bed, and not pain and sorrow, and not shame and guilt. So That's why I'm saying this today. It's important that we hold on to these boundaries. And I think the last thing, that I wanna get to, as I'm reminded of this idea that marriage is the destination, the desired destination when it comes to dating, I'm reminded of this idea of a couple weeks ago or a couple months ago, I was at the airport and I'm just gonna tell a little story to help us get there and I remember getting to the airport and I remember I was with a couple guys from the exchange, funny enough, and we go to Chick-fil-A and I'm like, all right guys, food's on me, but after those boys ordered, law Jesus, your boy said, food ain't on me. What I realized about the airport so unique is how many of you know you don't go to the airport just to dine and have expensive airport food. When you go to the airport, you, you don't go to the airport to hang out and have fun. You don't go to the airport for recreation and celebration and to just kind of kick the tires and hang. You go to the airport because there's a desired destination that you want to arrive at. So should it be with how we date. And the desired destination that we want to arrive at is marriage. Right. So when we have this idea that the desired destination is marriage, as we get closer and further into that relationship, what we need to do is move forward with this idea that we need to start making a decision. Are we going to move forward? Or Are we going to break up? Are we gonna continue to date? Or are we gonna stop right here? And I think when it comes to this idea of making a decision, so many of us, what do we do? We know we need to make a decision, but we just put it off.
1: Right.
0: Right. So what does it look like for us when it comes to making a decision?
1: Yeah, so when making a decision, that's why we read Ephesians and we see the bigness of marriage, because it is a big deal, it's a big deal, because the goal is to spend the rest of your life with this person, So take your time, And really be intentional with listening. Um, But I would say to make that decision, first pray. And I know that sounds cheesy, but let me tell you it's the truth. You need to first pray. Um, Pray and consult with God. And here are some questions that you can ask yourselves right now. And um, even when you get home and you are just alone and just with God, ask yourself are they leading you closer to Jesus or are they leading you away from Jesus? Be honest with yourself. Is this relationship bringing you clarity? Or is it bringing you confusion? Because if you are more confused now than you were when you got into this relationship, that's probably not a relationship you want to move forward with. And I'm really passionate about this because we sang Waymaker, right? But do you believe he's a waymaker for your life? We literally sang that less than 20 minutes ago, but do you believe that for your very own life? Not just for your friends and for your family. Do you believe that for your life? And like I said, I get so passionate about this because if you are trying to convince not only yourself but the person that you are in a relationship with to stay in a relationship with, I promise you three years down the road, you're gonna be in the exact same scenario. The only difference will be is that you have a ring on your finger. That is the only difference. So pray about it, make a decision, make a decision.
0: Close this message. And as we talk about making a decision, Michelle said it best. We need to ask ourselves the hard question, where are things going? As Michelle said in this moment, is the relationship leading you away from Jesus? Is there constant unhealthy conflict in that relationship? Is that relationship leading you to confusion? Is that relationship leading you to more pain than joy? Is that relationship distracting you from having a full-hearted devotion to Jesus? I would just submit this thought to you. Maybe that's the relationship that you realize you're in today. I just wanna challenge you to really trust God and put a line in the sand and say, I'm gonna make the difficult decision to end this relationship here. For some of you, that's the situation that you find yourself in, you're in an unhealthy relationship where you keep falling short, you keep on sinning, you keep on falling and stumbling into the same cycle of sin, maybe you need to make the difficult decision to break up. I think about this verse in Proverbs 22, verse three. It says, sensible people will see trouble coming and avoid it, but an unthinking person will walk right into it and regret it later. I want you to hear me on this because as your pastor, I would rather you deal with the heartache now through breaking up rather than the heartbreak and regret that comes with divorce later. I'd rather you make the hard decision today to break up rather than deal with the heartbreak of divorce later. Maybe for you, you're in the room and you realize it's relationship, We're in a good place. Things are healthy. We're honoring God with our purity. We're taking steps towards all that God has for us in this life. We have healthy communication. We have healthy conflict. I love what I see in this person. Their life shows the fruits of the Spirit. They belong to Jesus. They love Jesus just as I do. Maybe for you today, what you need to do is take a step towards having a conversation to say, where do you see things going? because I see marriage. Maybe practically for you today, the step is that you maybe take that step towards signing up for a pre-married class here at Grace Family Church. As you see that you guys are in a healthy, God-honoring relationship, maybe the step that you need to take is to invite a pastor or a mentor into that relationship to ask you some of the difficult questions. But I would say this, because as I speak about Taking a step towards engagement, all the guys like break eye contact with me. Because you realize attached to that idea of engagement and marriage, there's there's a heavy commitment, there's a lifelong commitment, there's a financial commitment, there's an emotional commitment attached to it. Yeah. And I just want you to know, it's important you feel the weight of that commitment. Marriage isn't a game. It's important you feel the weight of it. And I would just say this to you, if that causes you to shrink back or if that causes you to feel weary, if that causes you to turn to more questions or doubt, it's okay to break up because of that and say maybe we're just not ready for this thing. Maybe we need to take steps away from this relationship, why? Because marriage is the desired destination for dating. As we close this message out today, I just want you to know we're passionate about this. Because I wholeheartedly, I care about your heart. Because I believe God cares about your heart. And God cares about how you date. And God cares about your purity. And God cares to see followers of Jesus take steps of obedience that lead to glorifying him through the sacred covenant of marriage. That's why we're preaching this. That's why we're sharing this. And when I look at today's day and age, there's no denying There is a world that's in need of the hope of Jesus Christ. There's a world that's in need of people who are setting the example in their faith and how they honor one another in their purity and how they speak to each other and how they put God first in their dating and how they put God first in their marriage and how they pray together and how they seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and trust that everything will be added unto it and accounted as righteousness. There's a world that's in need of your example.
1: Right. That's good, Mark.
0: That's good. The Bible tells us, Jesus would say, that the world would know that you belong to me right. if you obey my commands. But Jesus would also continue in saying this. One of the ways that the world knows we belong to Jesus is how we love one another in our relationships. Yeah. Would you accept the responsibility and wait to set the example in how you date?